Hey everyone, welcome in to a, another daily editorial here on the KE Report. In this daily editorial, we are introducing Defiance Silver to all of you. I know that a number of our listeners already follow along with this company, but we wanted to bring the company as well as their management on just to provide a more comprehensive overview, really high-level look at the company. Defiance Silver is traded on the TSX Venture Exchange under the symbol DEF and the OTCQX under the symbol DNCVF. We are chatting with the Vice President of Corporate Development, Doug Cavey. Now, Defiant Silver is focused on silver exploration in Mexico. The company has a couple different projects that we will dive into. They have the Zacatecas District Projects. Now, this encompasses two different projects, but we're putting these all together under this title because of their proximity to each other, as well as the Tapal Project that is more of a copper gold play. Now, Doug, let's start off with the overall strategy here in Mexico, especially at the Zacatecas District projects. Bring us up to speed on how these two projects fit into this general portfolio here of projects, please. Certainly. Thanks for the intro and thanks for having me on the show. So Zacatecas as a background is uh, arguably one of the most important or part of one of the most important silver mining jurisdictions in the world, which really extends from the uh, border of uh, the border area between Durango and Zacatecas and encompasses that uh, sort of San Martin Sombrerete camp and then Fresnillo here, you know, mines like La Colorada, the Fresnillo mine, of course, Mag Silver's Juan Escipio development project, which uh, is reaching commercial operation now. And then the historical silver mining district of Zacatecas here, you know, the combined production of this area is around 8 billion ounces of historical silver. So it's really a world-class silver mining jurisdiction. And when it comes to Zacatecas, Zacatecas has just seen a paucity of modern exploration. So you take the Fresnillo district, and when they made their discoveries in the mid-1970s, um, the Zacatecas district had produced more silver to date. And then Fresnillo, of course, has eclipsed it famously with the discoveries of Santo Nino and then Furthermore, all of the rest of the veins in that main camp and then Meg Silver discovering uh, Juan Escipio and all of the veins associated to that project. And, and Meg Silver is now going to eclipse Fresnillo as the world's largest primary silver mine. So we looked at this project area and saw that the potential was there to go and make quality exploration discoveries around very well-developed and very well-known historical mines. Now, we're not the only company working in the area. We're about three kilometers away from Capstone Mining, and they really are a great analogy for going and looking at the mineral systems in this block of this block of terrain, we'll say, because they started out, they had a small mine, not really well defined, and they're over a thousand meters into that system now. And, and like I said, they're three kilometers away from us. We can see their operation from most parts of our project. And so in San Acasio, we're part of the Veda Grande vein system. Very important to remember that these are vein systems, not just veins. So the opportunity to discover additional mineralization outside of those veins is uh, a discovery potential. And that's a historic 150 million ounce silver producer, that entire vein system. And we control a portion of that. And that's where our main resource area exists. And we've been drilling in and around that main resource area, trying to define it at depth, testing the limits of the mineral system there, because these epithermal systems certainly have defined uh, mineralization envelopes. So trying to what that is, figuring out what the structural geology is, looking where 
historic mineralization has occurred throughout the district, testing those structures on our property, and then looking outside to accumulate, much like what Mag Silver did in the late 1990s, early 2000s, accumulate additional prospective rain that hasn't been explored uh, outside of the main resource areas of the district, and then testing that. Uh, the only way you can really do that is through geology and drilling. And so that's what we had done with that Lucita project and acquired, uh, which we auctioned from Pan American Silver. Uh, that tripled our land position in the district, and we just completed a drill program. Our research has completed 3,000 meters of drilling there uh, up until the end of 2021, and then uh, we're drilling there currently. So really looking at this district with a modern uh, discovery-focused geoscience, but, well, discovery focus of, of modern systems geoscience with the analogy that we are in the same crustal position, same crustal block as Fresneo. Uh, the projects around us have demonstrated that there's a lot of depth potential and that we're in a world-class jurisdiction that is quite mining friendly. So uh, that's kind of the 50,000 foot view of what we're doing here in Zacatecas. Well, Doug, I appreciate you going over that with us on the Zacatecas projects that sets the table nicely. Let's dig into each project though individually. Let's start with the San Nicasio. Because you mentioned it is resource staged, uh, the company has been working on it for a while. This is part of that Veda Grande system. And there is a lot of historic mining that came from this area. But so far, could you bring the audience up to speed on where the resources are at? How much drilling was done last year? How much drilling do you expect to do this year on the San Ocasio project? So we did on the Veda Grande, the main Veda Grande area. And this is all in and around the historic resource area, as well as where a lot of the historic workings were, because that really is, I think, a key part of the puzzle here is looking at where has the historic mining happened? Why were those ore shoots where they are? Testing them at depth, determining, you know, what were they mining? Why were they mining? And then, you know, kind of integrating that into the resource estimate that was done prior to our technical team's involvement, but Defiance completed it. Um, that was done and uh, redone in 2014. And since then, and that's about 17 million ounces of silver, 16.9 million ounces of silver. It's tabled to, well, it's got variable uh, elevations that it's tabled to, but about 100, 150 meters in places at depth below surface. Defiance has done now over 20,000 meters of drilling in and around there, specifically since we've become involved, about 7,800 meters of drilling in and around, well, at depth of that resource estimate. And we've seen that vertical profile of mineralization expand to up to 200, maybe 250 meters below that current resource estimate. So we are seeing that mineralization envelope develop nicely below the existing resource estimate. But the other key thing that we did was a district scale mapping program and a district scale chemistry program. So looking at the historic mining, modeling it up using 3D modeling software, modeling it up, and then determining why are there mineralized ore shoots, historical mineralized ore shoots occurring where they were, why were the mines where they were, and what's going to hit and what's not going to hit. And so we put it together a map, we determined that there was this control on mineralization, similar to other projects in the district, which I don't think is too much of a radical concept when you think about you know, how close some of the other mines are to our property. And we began testing that. And then we tested it all summer last summer. And then we subsequently put out a number, a series of the highest grade drill holes that the company has done to date on the property, expanding that mineral envelope lower than, uh, uh, quite a bit lower than it had been designed around that 43101. So then, Doug, let's also talk about the other project within the Zacatecas district projects. That's the Lucita project. Now, the company has an option to acquire 100% ownership 
from Pan American Silver. I believe there was some high-grade historical drilling. What can you give us in terms of updates and work plans for the Lucita project, please? Certainly. So I've been referencing this mineral systems concept or mineral systems geoscience, which is looking at a district and and looking at why is there a a mineral system here? Why are there veins here? Why has it been productive historically? And then Twenty step back in 2018, the company acquired Mag Silver's Zacatecas District land holdings, and that came with it a, a really large database: early stage drilling, geophysics, mapping, you know, research that had been done on additional assets. And so we started to comb around and look where the highest grade drilling was that Mag Silver had done uh, prior to our acquisition of that database. We really honed in on this piece of ground that is adjacent to our property, so logistically and and uh, location-wise, it's great. It abuts one of our licenses. And look to where there is historic high-grade drilling. We saw that this was a high-priority target. It was our top target in the district to acquire. And we had a favorable introduction with Pan American Silver, as with Orco, we had worked with them on the La Preciosa project. So they knew that we were quite intrepid explorers. So when we approached them to say, hey, we want to acquire your project basically to drill it because we are looking at this district as a mineral systems district, and we're looking to add ounces to the total uh, resource area. Of um, so you're right, in the northern block, in a district of block called Panuco, uh, there's a bunch of historical drilling that came back with some uh, very nice high-grade results, and we have all that drill for so we're going to continue to to rework, relog that drill course, see what it looks like compared to some of the other stuff we drilled in the last 18 months. Um, but what we were really keen on was the undrilled licensed area, a large land package, and it's called, it's as well Lucita, but it's called the Palenque. Palenque is a series of veins. Um, there's probably 20 kilometers of cumulative strike length of veins that have never had a drill hole. It's got a lot of historical old small shafts and workings and little scrapings all over the place. It's outcropping veins, a large alteration system, and really good surface geochemistry. Uh, results coming up to 700 grams per ton silver on the surface geochemistry. And so we started drilling there in November last year. Had a very productive drill program. We drilled 3,000 meters before the middle of December when we had a sh- uh, shutdown for Christmas. And of course, we stepped back that area right away. Is what we our intention there is to test as many of those structures as possible with one or two drill holes. So screen the whole property. All the early stage work's been done. The geochemistry we mapped. Uh, Stephanie Sacora, uh, Maricela Rodriguez, another geologist here in Mexico. Uh, they spent the better half of the last three and a half months mapping in detail the entire land package in the central block of Lucita, and uh, same people that mapped at San Ignacio. And they uh, and so just integrating all of that with a first pass screen of drill results, so we can go and follow up with more drilling. So we're kind of still in that phase. We'll probably drill out to total about 4,500 meters or so, uh, re you know huddle up again, and then and then determine where to drill on uh, following up on some of the stuff we saw on that program. The results are starting to trickle in on that. We haven't gotten a total set of results. Uh, once we have a good picture on that, we'll put uh, investors into the public. Well, Doug, let's bring in the third project, which is the Tapal project. It's a, more of a gold copper focused property for the company. And it's got a historic uh, resource and the measured it indicated 1.8 million ounces of gold and 813 million pounds of copper. There's been some money spent on the project, but I know it's one that the company is looking at as a pretty exciting focus for 2022's exploration. So bring us up to date on the Tapal copper gold project. Certainly. And yeah, Tapal is a, is a totally different beast and we really like it. We think it's a great asset with a lot of uh, exploration potential. It's got great development potential. 
got a current PEA on it and the resource is based off of a PFS that was done in 2012. PEA was done in 2013 and updated in 2017. It's a totally different project than here in Zacatecas. Zacatecas is a vein hosted district. Um, it's, uh, you know, historical underground mining. Uh, whereas Tapal is, it's porphyry country over there. It's a large uh, bulk tonnage with a lot of different sort of high grade, high sulfidation. So what we have there, what we believe is there is an intact porphyry epithermal system. It's got the right geologic characteristics when you look at a global geologic map or even just a geologic map of Mexico and you look where Tapal is, you're like, well, that's a great place to deposit. About 1.8 million ounces of gold measured and indicated, uh, 813 million pounds of copper. It's a, a series of different uh, open pit scenarios that have both a heat bleach oxide processing component as well as a conventional flotation, sulfide flotation uh, component to it as well. And there are some targets that are open at depth, including a target in the south zone that's over 180 meters of over a gram gold and 0.38% copper. And that's the highest grade porphyry drill hole on the property, completely open it up. So we've been remodeling for the last year on that, taking what is a 60,000 meter drill database plus, you know, extensive amount of work that was done prior to Defiance's involvement, prior to Geologic's involvement. You know, Tech, tech worked on it in the 90s, Hecla worked on it on the 80s, Inco founded in the 1960s. And so there's a really, really rich database that in, you know, the height of the last gold bull market, the company was just drill and build model. So didn't really have the opportunity to kind of look at where was, you know, the expansion potential on exploration. So that's what we've been looking at. How do we make this thing bigger? How do we expand the life of mine? But how do we increase the throughput of the life of mine as well? So bringing it up from what is proposed 79,000 ounce a year, 32 million pounds per copper, uh, pounds of copper per year producer. And that's from the 2017 PEA up to what we think could be 100,000 ounce a year producer. And so that's by a combination of exploration, drilling, expanding on the known areas, including what we think are some higher grade gold drill targets that have been hit in drilling before, and then testing some of these uh, exploration targets that we've worked in the last year. So Doug, let's also talk about the team here, because there was a new team put in place at Defiance back in 2019. Some people will know some of the names from past successes as Orco Silver, as well as a couple other large mining companies. Take us through and highlight some of the team members then, please. Yeah, we've got a, a really excellent team of people with uh, senior leadership and technical team. There's over 200 years of com cumulative or combined mining and capital markets experience. Our technical team here in, in Mexico have over 100 years of advanced exploration, development, and combined mining experience. So we were, uh, OrQuest is our consulting company. Uh, we were first contracted to come in and just do what we were saying, mineral systems thinking, look at some targets, see what kind of stuff was left on the property. And then it just morphed into a much more involved role that involved uh, myself, principal geologist Jennifer Roskowski, involved her taking a role as a principal geologist, uh, father George Cavey, which many people might remember from Orco Silver as the vice president of exploration and the director of that company as well as a, a few key people on our senior uh, exploration team here in Mexico, Miguel Davila, as well as uh, Armando Vasquez, people who've been uh, growing up in the mining scene in Mexico and who have walked over, you know, quite possibly most of the large deposits in Mexico. And we're fortunate to have them as, you know, daily operators of this asset. And I think what you're seeing is very results driven. Um, these people have been involved with the project combined with a number of other people. I, you know, I can't, the list keeps going and going and going. Senior geologists, junior geologists, everybody 
you're seeing the results speak for themselves with what's happened on, on the ground in the last 12 months. We are continuously impressed with the team and continuously impressed with our capacity to both make this coverage, but also operate. So Lucita, we had permits uh, granted 12 days from submission uh, to drilling. So we were able to, from the time that we had submitted our permits, the time that we had a drill started on the property, that was less than six weeks. And that's like, comes to a understanding of the way to navigate the operating scene here in Mexico. We have grown from a team from when we started in 2019. We had a team of uh, about five people working with Defiance. And, you know, we've touched 50 people at times uh, during the course of the exploration season. So growing rapidly with a team of people who really deeply understand what uh, the end result is of what we're doing here. Well, Doug, it's always important to have a solid team behind the company. It's probably the most important part. But another one that's up there is how much cash do you have in the bank and the company treasury to move your projects forward? And what is the general budget for the work programs in 2022? That's uh, a great question. One of the most important ones. Uh, the company at the end of the or at our last filings had about $17 million in cash. I'll caution people that we have been doing exploration. We did about 3,000 meters of drilling since that last filing. So our Q1 numbers come out quite shortly, I think uh, late February. So that'll give you uh, readers a snapshot as to where we're at. But very healthy treasury, about two and a half years of runway based on our current operating forecast. Expect to spend about between four and $7 million on the ground. Uh, we're leaving a large buffer to include a potential drill program over at Paul as well as an expansion program here in Zacatecas. I think it's important to point out that we really do let the drill bit do the talking here. And we have been continuously impressed with the results that we've been putting, what we've seen to date, particularly in the Veda Grande area. And then we have a number of other behind the scenes initiatives such as underground access. And, and uh, so that's why we've left a pretty big buffer with the operating um, budget for 2022. You know, by the end of the last year, we were starting to look at the markets. We had a, almost a 50% haircut from our financing. So uh, looking at maybe the market was going to slow down. And so having a smaller number that still allowed us to advance, uh, particularly here in, in uh, Zacatecas. One other company fundamental we should touch on, share structure. I'm seeing about 220 million shares outstanding on a fully diluted basis. Just under 260 million shares I'm seeing institutional ownership, around 35%. Can you share with us any large or strategic shareholders in this company, please? Certainly. I think one of the most important ones is Windermere Capital. That is a company our CEO, Chris Wright, founded and is, I think, a 20, about 21, just over 20% shareholder. Uh, they're an institution based out of Montreal. Um, a lot of other names that would be familiar to readers here and, and you know, Terra Capital, L1, Libra Advisors, some of the uh, more well-known funds within sort of the junior resource space here in uh, the TSX and in the American scene. Um, we have a number of high net worth individuals, people who have been a part of the company since the inception that have uh, really seen the strength of the company and have, have seen it grown. And then management and uh, insiders themselves do control a large percentage. And if you look in the open market, SETI filings, we've been buying actively over the, uh, over the course of the year. Always nice to see insiders buying, Doug. It's always a good sign for the marketplace. And it just speaks to the fact that it looks like it's a good valuation. So for investors looking at Defiant Silver, what is the main takeaways you want them to be watching for in 2022, maybe the first half of the year or the full year? What's the main news and catalyst investors should have on their horizon? 
well, fully financed ongoing drilling here in Zacatecas, both at Lucita, which is a brand new project that's never seen any drill holes. And we're stepping into what we believe is a very underexplored part of one of the world's most important silver mining jurisdictions. Uh, we're the second largest landowner in the district, and we've been very active there. So drill results off of Lucita, as well as ongoing drilling at the main Veda Grande resource area. We're hoping to get more exploration results out of the uh, Tapal asset as well. So the first half of the year is really going to be heavy on the Zacatecas, on the Zacatecas work. Our neighbors up in the north, Zacatecas Silver, they've been putting out some pretty interesting drill results, drilling the same vein system as our Panuco block. So uh, we'll sit on the shoulders and watch what's happening up there. As you've caught on to, we do have drill results from that property that include some very high-grade drilling done by Pan American Silver in, the, in 2011. So a lot of news coming out of this district, broadly in this district, but also from our Lucita and Veda Grande vein uh, packages. And then we'll uh, look to uh, provide a more substantial update on Paul by a combination of exploration drilling, expanding on the known areas, including what we think are some higher-grade gold drill targets that have been hit in drilling before, and then testing some of these uh, exploration targets that we've worked in the last year. All right, Doug, a lot covered there. So if anybody has any follow-up questions, please email us either fleck at kereport.com or shad at kereport.com. We will follow up as some more news hits the market, especially in terms of the work programs this year, just to keep everybody up to date on this Mexican Explorer. Doug, thank you again for your time, and please keep us up to date on future news. Thanks, guys. You have a good day.